Welcome to the Eyes of Indigo with your infinitely curious hosts, Iris Carter and Margot Ross Sears. Please like, rate, and subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube. More information available at facebook.com slash eyesofindigo or at iriscarter.com where you will find a link to the Eyes of Indigo podcast. If, um, if you're new, we welcome you. We're glad to have you here, and we also are happy to see our seasoned listeners. We appreciate everybody that comes and joins us. Um, we also want to remind people to please like and follow us on Facebook, on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. Um, if you Google Eyes of Indigo podcast, we're finally showing up near the top. So <laughs> find us on your um, the, the YouTube and Facebook uh, stream our program live every Wednesday at 9.30. And then um, I pulled the recording and put it on Spotify. And I've got a, a blog on my website, iriscarter.com, that uh, usually will give a little bit of background or highlight some of the things we talked about. And it has the actual... Um, podcast in it and then that goes to Spotify and to uh, iTunes so we're trying to get it spread out there but we need y'all to help us and share and like and all that good stuff and we'll tell you again at the end (laughs) so uh, yeah really cool stuff and 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 we appreciate the people that keep joining us and and helping us grow Um, having fun with us yeah yes and be sure you've got our, Margo's better at pointing than I am. Other way, yes. <laughs> Comments. Uh, you and, and that's, of course, that's, and, and I don't know, maybe on, is it on the same way on YouTube? I haven't been to the different sites because I'm too busy working with the platform. Well, when you type a comment, it'll show up over there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at least in our screens. So not sure where it shows up for you, but comment, ask questions. Um, this is a participatory type, you know, we appreciate feedback and questions and, and, and in fact, our program next week is because of a a request. Yeah. So, um, and next week it is on daily spiritual practices. Somebody asked how we, how we practice our spirituality and we're going to talk about that and what it means and how people do that and And what we personally do. Yes. So um, that should be cool. But tonight's show uh, is um, on spell, spelling spells. Um, Part part two. Yeah. Part two. And last week we talked a little bit about, um, give, giving a background to it and basically um, understanding that, you know, you've got spelling, which refers to actual letters and spelling bees and stuff. Um, and that's okay, Linda. Uh, I appreciate she said she made the comment. Um, respect Margo so much. I'm sorry, I don't know the other lady. That's okay. <laughs> Linda, Linda, you're about to. <laughs> you're about to know Iris really well. <laughs> Hopefully that's a good thing, but you know, <laughs> it'll be entertaining regardless, right? <laughs> um, but with spelling, um, 
you've got uh, incantations, it, 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 incantations, enchantments, fascination, being spellbound under the spell of, talking, conversing, announcing, um, to name, write, or give the letter of words. And also when you think about other, and I'm, and I'm just kind of giving highlights of connections, um, gospel, gospel. Uh, good <laughs> shortened version of good spell, gospel. Yes. Yeah. Um, Casting and, spells, baby, even in religion. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and of course, spelling got a bad reputation because because of its association with witches, who at one time were more uh, or less popular. They, were less popular, <laughs> but before that, they yeah. were very they popular. were spiritual in their own way. Were you know recognizing the earth and the connection and that sort of thing but they got a bad name and then of course you know movies and such haven't done them any favors um yes magic alchemy is something randy just mentioned um yes. but all of spelling some encourage positive change but others are negative um and and i used to teach um uh, what did I used to teach? English. <laughs> English classes, grammar. And grammar one classes. of the things that I had a hard time getting students to understand, okay, well, you put a comma here and you put an apostrophe there. And they're like, why? And I told them, I said, the way I, I approached it was every letter is a symbol. And every piece of punctuation is a symbol. And it represents the spoken language so that somebody reading it knows how you're saying it. Is it a question? Or maybe it's an exclamation or maybe it's just a casual statement. But each of those is punctuated differently to, to let the reader understand the message. And, you know, and it's like, you know, let's eat grandma. Well, let's, <laughs> let's eat grandma comma grandma or let's eat grandma, let's eat grandma. No grandma. whole another yeah going to a whole other place <laughs> so so and our letters are the same way and when you think about chinese or greek or yeah. middle eastern languages that use what we see as funny little squigglies and lines and things like that if you had never seen english you would think that the English language was a bunch of funky looking lines and bubbles and squigglies. So it's symbolism. We're so used to seeing that we don't see the symbolism in our own language. Um, and True. so, so that's one thing to keep in mind with letters and, and spelling per se. Um, also spells, can be a multi-sensory experience yes. so in any situation you you can see things that are spells and we're going to talk about some of these you can hear them you can speak them mm -hmm. and then even uh you can feel them and if you, you add motion them. all five senses are engaged mm -hmm. so just for example think about queen we will rock you 
you know, people hear it in stadiums all the time, that bump, 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 bump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the clapping and the stomping. And mm -hmm. we will, we, we will, will rock. rock you. <laughs> yeah, and people know the tune. They, they know sing, the tempo. They hear it. They know it's, the message. Yeah. Look, you know, of course, some people don't realize they're singing a gay anthem, but that's okay. That's a whole nother. <laughs> <laughs> it's still a visceral experience to them. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And it's, and it's a, and it is an experience. You are seeing, hearing, feeling, speaking. Um, everything is, it's all engage, engaging. And it's a spell. And it's magical. And yes. it's magical. <laughs> humans, humans love being cast, uh, having spells cast on them in such ways, which is part of the the magic and power of advertising and modern music, which we're going to touch on as we go through, you know, this podcast, this episode. Yeah, right. And 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 think about, you know, it's it's inspiring people. You know, when you're playing it on a ball field, and you know, the team's like rah rah, yeah, we're going to win. You know. Fight what songs. Does it right. Yeah. So right. repetition or transcendence, follow me here. Repetition or transcendence makes us vulnerable to adapting the messages we are given. Repetition, transcendence. It makes us vulnerable. Whether or not you allow it or not is a whole. Is, is, is part of all of this, yes. Right, right. And um, I want to share if I can find it. I um, apologize. Um, Tony I, Robbins, I think. Yes, I thought this was fascinating. Um, and actually, I will make that's it. his credential. Yeah, that's his credential page. Yeah, yeah, he's got uh, the self help guru. He calls his hour of power. Includes light exercise, motivational incantations, yeah, and ten minutes of thinking about everything he's grateful of, and that is very much a um a way of changing your mind, um, framing your mindset, framing your mindset, intentional. Setting your intentions, right? Intention, yes. I'm looking for the right words and I can't. Uh, I'm, I'm, You're um, multitasking. Yes, I'm multitasking and obviously I don't do it very well. Uh, you do <laughs> and, fine. I, and that You're is great. tricking my own mind to tell myself that I can't do it when I can do it. I can That's multitask right. and I'll do it well. Thank you very there much. There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Tony Robbins also says, with incantations, you don't just speak it. You embody what you're saying and you do it with enough repetition that it sticks. Yeah. So yeah. the repetition. The yeah, that is the whole point. So what do, how does that affect? Day-to-day -day life. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mainstream <laughs> life, mainstream media, mainstream and music. Exactly. Nursery rhymes. <laughs> exactly. And We're so lot, and a lot of things, you know, like, okay, let's talk about advertising because everybody hears advertising. Some things are lighthearted. Some things get stuck in your head off and think about the Ellen DeGeneres stand up where she talks about trying to go to sleep and all of a sudden by men and <laughs> 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 
<laughs> yeah, riffs and jingles get stuck in your head. Yeah. Yes. And um, we were talking a little bit earlier. Um, I remember hearing years ago, the rule of thumb in advertising was to repeat something seven times within a commercial. And you said now it's like 13 times, I think. By 2003, advertising was teaching us that it's, you have to put something 13 times in front of someone to actually get them to act on it. Yeah. And so that's, again, repetition, making that's them repetition. feel it. Making them feel it viscerally on many levels, not just not just reading or sonic. Right. And just such get, as. Yes. Let's look at this. How do you spell relief? When I get acid indigestion, I spell relief. R-O-L-A-I-D-S. Hardburn. R-O-L-A-I-D-S. Two. Rolade spells relief. In this test with Rolade's Four. active ingredient, laboratory acid changes color to prove Rolade consumes 47 times its weight in excess stomach acid. How do you spell relief? Six. For gas, I spell it R-O-L-A-I-D-S. Rolade spells relief. Fast relief. Actually nine. Uh-huh. They showed it to you. They said it or showed it to you nine times. So, and it was, it was a popular commercial back in the day and you know and it was r-o-l-a-i-d-s everybody knew how to spell rollades right absolutely absolutely <laughs> can i rattle off a few key jingles and see yes. if you guys or are if you guys in the comments if you happen to know the answer to this i'm going to say the beginning of a popular jingle of a popular product and if you know the answer to the next line or can say what the type in what the next line is, please do. Yes. I've, I've got six of them. And the first one starts off with, and they're all songs. They all have sing songies. And the first one is, give me a break. What comes next? Do you remember, guys? Hey, Lee. I see you in the comments. Hi, Lee, sweetie. What came after the jingle, give me a break? What was the next line? Go ahead and give us a couple others and then people sure. can respond. Let me get, let me, uh, I'll tell you, well, I'll tell you this one. It was give me a break, give me a break, break me off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. Yeah, give me a break was a big one for theirs. Another one is like a good neighbor. What was next? Angela? Yep, you remember. Give me a break. Bring me a piece of kid back a bar. She got that one. It's just, it showed up slower. Yeah. So, yep, and Tara got it too. <laughs> yes, awesome. Liz got it. Rob's Kit Kat. Good. So, guys, what's the next one? Like a good neighbor. Stay Farm is there. Angela wrote it first. <laughs> yes, yes. Absolutely. That was a State Farm one that people keep remembering. Absolutely. Angela, I know you're very hip. To, to these things from when we talked on the phone six months ago about it. <laughs> um, yep. State farm, not all state girl. <laughs> yeah, all state is the bump. No, that's farmers. Da, 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 da. You see all states riding off of that reputation, repu repetition of the word state insurance. We so are farmers. Da, 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 da. Right. We are farmers. Da, 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 da. So they, they're, they're taking advantage of each other's advertising that way. Um, how about this sing song? This is more of the 60s and 70s group, you might remember. Oh, I wish I was a... <laughs> you remember that one, guys? Oh, I wish I was a... Da, 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 da. <laughs> and Linda asks, 
uh, oh. was I ever in Carolina Forest while we're waiting on the answers at that place? I can't think of her name now. I am not sure. It does not ring a bell at, to me. Uh, sure. Linda, if you can give me a little more, it, uh, but Carolina Forest doesn't ring a bell. And yeah, Deborah yeah. came back with the uh, Oscar, Oscar Mayer or Wiener. Yep, yep. <laughs> Liz got yep. it too. And you're in good hands with Allstate. Yep, that was the Allstate catchphrase. Absolutely. Randy got the Oscar Mayer. Very good. Here's another one. The best part of waking up. Do you remember the next line, guys? <laughs> the next part of waking up is what? It's not an Oscar Mayer wiener. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It depends on. <laughs> I'm not even going there. <laughs> I already did. Never mind. <laughs> Set you up. You took it and ran. High five, girlfriend. You took it. Although, I always got to bring that up. We were good. Folgers in your cup. Very yeah. good. We got three or four people that got that one. Absolutely. And then um, here's one that's uh, that's came, I think, from the 80s into the 90s. I'd like to teach the world to sing. And what was the next line? Or if you can remember what product that was for. The name of the product doesn't come to the end of the song. And the song um, became a big hit. The song became a big hit. I'd like to teach the world to sing. And what? Or actually, in what? I'd like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. Very good, Angela. Yep, yep. Whoop, whoop. You did it. And do we know what product that was, guys? We're talking about the song Coca-Cola. That's it. Yes. That's a Coca-Cola. And you were talking about Oscar Mayer. You know, they were not only spelling as in repetition and the song and that sort of thing, but spelling and my baloney has a first name. First name. C-A-R. Good. Very good point. That is yeah. it. Yeah. They were using the spelling spelling. Yes. <laughs> Here's one more big one that you guys might remember. And it's the last one on the list. Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> What's the next line? Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. <laughs> What product was that or what was the next line that you have been, that you too have been spellcast under to remember for the sake of commercialism and consumerism, actually, for the sake of consumerism? Plop, plop, fizz, fizz. Oh, there's your hint. Oh, is the next word. Oh, what a relief it is. There she goes. Angela popped it in there. <laughs> yes, Alka Seltzer. <laughs> Alka Seltzer probably wrote in on that for plenty of times. Yes, it is. Uh, and is Alka Seltzer did a thing, a series of commercials. Um, it's like I can't days. believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I'm telling yeah, my age. There's beef. That was another one. Oh yep. my goodness. And um, thanks for playing, are... guys. Thanks for playing. That was yes. awesome. <laughs> Everybody did very well. Yes. Appreciate your participating. Um, advertising symbols can evoke subconscious association as well. Subliminal. Um, you yeah. know, we, we think about, um, uh, and Angela says, I watch too much TV. 
Yeah, well, no, don't, don't, don't beat yourself up. <laughs> it's pervasive, sweetie. It's everywhere. Yeah. It's radio. It's internet. It's it's magazines. It's everywhere. Yeah. Billboards, radio. It's everywhere. And then you have people like us that are singing it to you, even if you haven't heard it. <laughs> if you haven't heard it yet, we'll bring it to you. <laughs> yeah. But um, but it's the subconscious associations too. Um, you know, GE is electricity and we bring good things to life and i find that interesting because when you bring something to life with electricity all i can think of is frankenstein <laughs> bit of a contradiction there <laughs> yeah so good things to life hmm. i don't know but you you start making these associations and um and then, like Tara says, yeah, Amazon's logo, the hidden A to Z, that arrow, but it also makes a smile. Yeah, there's lots of things out there. Um, but it can also be um, negative, uh, some of the, the things that, that we have. And I want to show this. Um, Alpha me... Romeo. Yeah, Alpha Romeo has an interesting history. Um, and I, I did a little research because a lot of people think, oh, Alpha Romeo, you know, wealth and cool car and all that stuff. And and you notice on the symbol, you know, it's got the cross and it's got the uh, funny looking snake. And a lot of people look at the snake and they think, oh, that's that's like its tongue coming out. Actually, it nope. is a serpent <laughs> eating a person. And in some cases, they are, um, it is actually, uh, I'm looking for the exact word. It's called a bishoni. And it in is. In Italian, right? Yeah, in Italian. And the, um, in some cases, it's a child or somebody of lesser statue. Um it is been uh the um symbol or the uh um i've lost my word um on it's been representative of the visconti family That's for over a thousand years and they were they basically took over Milan, ruled Milan, and thanks to the help of one of the popes. And later on, another pope didn't like them as much and tried to get them out. But in their rise to power, they made alliances with numerous European countries through right. marriage. Yeah, which is why you see a crown on the snake in, in some of those pictures. Exactly. Yeah. So you're putting a crown on a serpent that is eating a man and the history and symbolism with that um it is considered an occult symbol and i'm going a little bit down the dark rabbit hole here but the serpent with a crown is a great ruler and then when you consider one of the big families that they married into was the tudor family the tudor family is one of the key families in the illuminati as well as on the thr the throne of Great Britain, which is right now experiencing a lot of controversy. Yes. 
So it's it's an interesting segue from a sports car that people love to looking at what this historical commentary, yeah. Yes, and how some people will see it and not think twice about it, but yet when you really look at it, what are they trying to convey? What is the meaning behind it? How old is it? How old is it? And, and is you know that Alfa Romero is not going to pick such a symbol. Just, oh, that looks cool. Let's slap it on a car. You know? not that, yeah, <laughs> not a thousand years old. Right. Yeah. No, that's not that's that's been well thought out and vetted. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, but then on more humorous uh, note, this um, is a Welsh business. And it is a actually a food truck, and they sell chicken, and it's called Dirty Bird Chicken. And Can they see why? <laughs> <laughs> Dirty why? I <laughs> supposedly the company says it was an accident. We wanted to put the D and the B together and make a rooster out of it. But, but then they have also put out other things um, in their advertising that is double entendre that makes you think, well, maybe this was intentional. And if you can't see the symbolism behind it, but this guy was talking about being at the food truck with his kid and they looked at it and they went, oh my God, this doesn't need to be out in front of children. (laughs) Dirty bird is another slang word for penis anyway. You know, that, that phrase alone means penis. And so now you have a very happy penis thingy with feathery balls. Yeah. <laughs> Those are wings. Those are wings. <laughs> wings. Sure. Did you know so, that this is a symbol for an erection? Thumbs up. Yes, that's what that means. That's oh. that, that actually means this. <laughs> Oh my god. So when you give somebody the thumbs up, you're actually telling them, yes, that's good. I like it. If you were a it guy. Makes me happy. It makes me happy. <laughs> Dan Brown brought that information to light during one of his books. Um, I believe it's one of the first famous ones that he did. Um, but yeah, the the symbolism, he's all about symbolism, his character is. But yeah, thumbs up actually means the same thing as that dirty bird. (laughs) Yeah. So recognizing these uh, symbols and and this is all part of spelling. And what are people conveying to you and what are you opening? Letters are symbols and symbols is spelling. Yeah. Symbols are involved in spelling and spelling is casting spelling. Yeah. Linda was asking, you know, kind of what we're learning here. and, And that's this is all part of how spelling spells are everywhere yeah yeah um so so we were we talked we hit a little bit in the advertising with music um why Mm -hmm. don't you talk about the hymns and stuff you were mentioning yeah um hymns have some powerful uh spell casting abilities because of the repetition and the harmonic now you're talking about resonating Guys, what are some of your favorite hymns, even if you're not a religious person and even if you're not a singing person? 
And Angela says, I'll never look at this the same way again. <laughs> That's that was my point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do you want to use like us on Facebook? <laughs> like us on Facebook. Uh I wonder what this means if that means that. <laughs> Turn to me, Iris. Uh, the okay symbol. If that means this. What does the okay mean? Are we talking a girl and a boy here? What are we talking? <laughs> or you know, pit, pitching and catching? What are we talking about here? Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> well, you know. So now you can either send out eggplants or thumbs up, whichever. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah, just, yeah, just send the generic eggplant or tangerine or something. <laughs> I'm making it up as I go. There, there, Angela found the okay symbol too. <laughs> I don't, so, every time I hear about hymns, all I can think of is um, what are some, my yeah, mother telling this story about my sister who's in the audience, and so she's going to kill me for this. But when she was little, she used to sing Bringing in the Sheets. She yeah. thought people were doing laundry. Laundry? <laughs> so bringing in the sheaves. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Here's one that you, uh, a hymn that you hear a lot that people talk a lot about it, moving them deeply, talking, referring back to the visceral experience. I'm sure almost everybody here knows or have at least heard the song Amazing Grace six million times. You hear it at funerals, you hear it at tributes, you know, you hear it um, at uh, you know, Christian ceremonies, uh, weddings all the time. Randy mentioned another one, We Shall Overcome. Uh, yes, that's another good one. Uh, the Old Rugged Cross is another one. The Battle Hymn of the Republic, another very, very visceral one, which ties into the moving power and experience of military music. Any of those ma marching hymns, even the National Anthem, uh, the Stars and Stripes, all those. Um, what's the song that they sing? Uh, what's the name of it? Um, Amber Waves of Grain. Purple Mountains Majesty. My country tis of thee. My, our country tis of thee. But you, that is sung to the tune of God Save the Queen. Which is, and and so is our national anthem too. Yep. I think, that, I think we're talking about the same thing. <laughs> same song. I think we're talking about the same song. So it tells you how much we pay attention, right? <laughs> to national stuff. So my point is, is that these songs are intentionally emotional experiences to hear them all the time, especially in repetition, which is what we're talking about. You hear these all the time. Now, there's another type of song that we have heard a lot about. And even as adults, we can remember them because we've been hearing them for years, nay, decades. And that is nursery rhymes. Uh. What's interesting is that some nursery rhymes are actually quite dark. So let me try something similar to what we tried a few minutes ago. I'm going to say an opening line. You guys tell me what is the next line. And remember, these are nursery rhymes that have dark, um, that have dark connotations to them, such as when the bow breaks, what comes next in that song? Rockabye baby in the treetops, when the bow breaks, what happens? And we're going to give you time to write that down. The next one. Do you guys remember playing on the playground and four and 20 blackbirds? The next line. What happened to those four and 20 blackbirds? The cradle will fall. Yep. The cradle will fall is what happens when the bow breaks. 
and that is a lullaby to put, to put children to sleep. You go, Deborah. If you can't put them to sleep, you're going to slam them in the ground. <laughs> yeah, threaten to kill them, throw them out of the trees. And then the cradle will fall. Yep, Randy got it. Lee got it. What about the next one? Um, ring around Rosie's pocket full of pocket full of posies. Four, uh -huh. I think so. Four and twenty blackbirds. What did we do to the four and twenty blackbirds in this nursery rhyme, guys? Where did they end up? See if you guys can remember that one. The next one. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty did what? After that. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty did what? <clears throat> Jack and Jill, Jack fell down, and what happened to him after he fell down? Got By the birds way, baked in a pie. Birds are baked in a pie. Angela got that one. What happened to Humpty Dumpty next? Jack fell down. What happened to Jack after he fell down? By the way, Jack falling down was an analogy for him knocking up Jill and getting her pregnant. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Absolutely. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Very good. Three blind mice. They all ran after the farmer's wife. What did she do in the next line? Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. Deborah, Tara, good. The three blind mice. They all ran after the farmer's wife. She did what? Da 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 da. And it rhymes with wife. And you can find that one out. Oh, and then one more. You guys remember Little Bunny Foo Foo? Oh my God! Remember little little bunny foo foo scooping up the field mice and did what? <laughs> and that gesture just told you what it did. He played <laughs> whack them all with <laughs> The fairies came down and said, "Stop that!" One <laughs> for Iris, little bunny foo foo hopping through the forest, scooping up the field mice. Iris, take it away. Popping them on the head. <laughs> This is a gesture for sex, guys. <laughs> it just goes on and on and on. We're talking about some of these nursery rhymes. All I can think about is Andrew Dice Clay, and he did a routine. Yeah, little boy blue. Hey, he needed the money. <laughs> yeah, I remember that line. Jack and Jill went up the hill. Had a quarter when they came down. Jill had both. They didn't go after water. <laughs> <laughs> That's her blast from the past. Very, very good. Uh, very good. <laughs> yeah, so now that's my incantation. <laughs> <laughs> Probably so. I remember she cut off their tails with a carving knife. Yes. Yes. And Angela got bopping them on the head, absolutely. And then Leah Lee got them bopping them on the head. Funny Foo Foo was a mean little turd. Yeah. <laughs> songs, guys, you heard these songs and these nursery rhymes decades ago. I know I don't know everybody's age here, but you know some. Yeah, we're in our forties, fifties, and sixties here, and this is stuff you learned. You know. 30, yeah, 20, 30, 40 years ago. And it's so ingrained that I can say one sentence and you're remembering the rest of the song and, and more. We have, those spells have been cast on us as children for different reasons, all right? I'm, I'm not commenting on what the motive was for them doing that. 
Oh, coming, right, right. I'm commenting on the mechanics of the fact that not only do you cast spells, but you're you have received spells all your life, even when you're an innocent baby. Lullabies and commercials keep that going. Yeah. With jingles. And comedians get a <laughs> shitload of material off of it. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Um, Carry us on, Iris. Oh, well, we've got, um, then you think about like anthems that not just anthems like for countries, but like um, Don't Worry, Be Happy, Bobby McFerrin. Um, you know, that's one that people tune into, you know, or you, you, know, it's, you. it's a phrase, yeah. you know, don't worry, be happy. Don't worry. Um, yeah, the times they are changing. That's a common phrase, but it was also from an old Bob Dylan song. Um, and Hotel California, Hotel California is the anthem of the whole 1970s. Yeah, Eagles. yeah. Free, uh, Freebird is another one. Freebird is even bigger. That's the yeah. one I was trying to remember. Not Hotel California, but Freebird. Every concert you go, somebody does what? Lights up. Freebird, <laughs> and they want to hear Freebird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, another one. Uh, wake up, everybody. That was was that Teddy Pendergrass or was that um, a Wake up, everybody? It's time. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that one. Oh my God, you'd know it uh, if you heard it. Uh, it and it was in base. It's a really. Beautiful. Guys, come if you can help Iris in the comments to you know chip in, say something. Uh, <laughs> and um, <clears throat> free bird. <laughs> it, was, it was Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes, and Ooh, they, that's from way back. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an oldie, but it's also a goodie. Um, Blackbird. Let me. Leah wrote Blackbird. I, you, you, <laughs> I'm multitasking again. Um, I'm thinking about iconic songs that were out yeah, there. Yeah, and this one is like Cindy, Cindy Lauper, True Colors. People Pur don't recognize. Mm -hmm. um, Purple Rain is another iconic song that represents a generation by Prince. Think about um, I Am Woman. I Am Woman, R E S P E C T. Yes. That was a big um, one. Oh, there you go. You'll recognize this. Hit the play button. Soul Train. <laughs> this song is uh, But I love the command of it, you know. Wake up everybody. I'm sure you will all agree there are things that need to be done in this country. All right, come on. You gonna French fry them fast forward? Yeah. I don't blame you. I do the same thing. Wake up, everybody. No more sleeping in bed. No more back thinking. Time for thinking ahead. The world has changed so very much from what it used to be. There's so much hatred, war, and poverty. Marvin Gaye. Yeah. Wake up all the teachers, time to teach a new way. Wake up all the children, time to teach a new way. To 
Emotion and they it, apply. It, yeah. it means so much. Bridge over troubled water. Better be good to me. Yeah. <laughs> the 70s, absolutely. 50s songs. You can't always get what you want by the Stones. Yep, that was another iconic song. Yes. Um, so so music really has an effect because it will pull your emotions in and what you're doing at the time when you hear a song that you like or what the song makes you feel like. If you allow yourself, especially in a meditative state, to get carried back. I mean, that song that we just listened to, I'm fighting tears because it, it just has so much meaning to me. The lyrics are so strong and the music and it takes me back to another time. And yeah. That's a spell. That's, it's that's a spell. You're under a spell when you're having visceral reactions to the message of a song. Yeah. The message itself and the vibration of the music are both a part of the casting of the spell. If you don't like the word spell, it's a program. It's an incantation. Please accept our apologies due to technical difficulty. Our program was interrupted and cut short. We hope that you'll continue to tune in weekly for Eyes of Indigo. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for The Eyes of Indigo with Iris Carter and Margaret Ross Sears. Music is Arcadia by Kevin McLeod, licensed under Creative Commons. You can find us on Facebook, www.facebook.com slash Eyes of Indigo. Copyright 2020, Iris Carter and Margaret Ross Sears.